0: My house is over a 100 years old. It's known as a Queenslander because it's built from weatherboard timber, it's got a corrugated steel roof, it's got wide verandas, shaded windows and high ceilings. We loved it when we bought it, but it's been moved, raised, flooded, extended and today a family of possum live in the roof. So my wife has a to-do list of repairs and enhancements she'd like to make. Well, that she'd like me to make. Small things like oiling the squeaky door to my studio and bigger stuff like remodelling the kitchen. She's the product owner and the dev team, and that to do list is our product backlog. Welcome to the Scrum Dynamics podcast, where our mission is to help every Dynamics customer and partner use the Scrum framework to deliver Microsoft Dynamics projects with amazing outcomes. My name is Neil Benson. You might have guessed this episode is all about the product backlog. The product backlog is one of three scrum deliverables or artifacts. The other two are the sprint backlog and the product increment. I'm gonna be defining the product backlog, describing how I get it started, what goes in it, how I estimate it, scrum events that affect it, and how I manage it in an ALM tool and application lifecycle management tool like Visual Studio, Team Services, or Jira. Let's get going. First, a word from one of our generous sponsors. Ingenious Connector Enterprise integrates your telephone system into Microsoft Dynamics 365 and CRM for increased phone agent productivity. The solution-equips service desks and contact centers with features like screen pop, click-to-dial, automated call logging and call reports for a comprehensive view of interactions. Enable efficient customer service and intelligent decision-making with Ingenious. Ingenious Ingenious.com In my projects... The Product Backlog is a prioritized list of all the possible requirements describing what users want or need Dynamics 365 to do for them. We call those requirements Product Backlog Items, or just Backlog Items for short. And just like my home renovation to-do list, the Product Backlog is never done. As long as you've got a product, as long as Dynamics 365 is in production, you'll have a Product Backlog. A few Dynamics projects start with no Product Backlog. But most projects start with some kind of requirement specification that was used to help select Dynamics 365 in the first place. Starting with a pre existing requirement specification has its benefits and drawbacks. Most requirement specifications provide excruciating details about what the system must do, should do, could do, or would do. That Moscow prioritisation is rarely very helpful. Instead, what I look for are the requirements categories, not the detailed requirements, but the groupings. For example, the requirement The system shall calculate the weighted forecast of a sales opportunity based on the opportunity value and the probability of winning. I try to avoid starting with this level of detail in my product backlog. Instead, I'll add opportunity forecasting to my backlog. Starting with epics. Opportunity forecasting is an epic. Epics are just simply really big requirements. They are product backlog items that are too big to implement on their own. But rather than have to elaborate and prioritise thousands of small backlog items, it's easier to elaborate and prioritise backlog items when they're at an EPIC level. Later, just before we start implementing them, we'll split the EPIC up into smaller backlog items that we can implement, but I always recommend starting with EPICs. Small projects could have 10 or 20 EPICs. Enterprise projects might have 50, 60, maybe 100 EPICs. Estimating Product Backlog Items I use story points to estimate backlog items. A story point is just an arbitrary estimate assigned to each backlog item so that we can compare the relative complexity of implementing any two items. A five story point backlog item has the same relative complexity to implement as any other five story point item, and they'll probably take about the same amount of time and effort to implement. I use the same modified Fibonacci sequence to estimate small backlog items as I do to estimate big epics. The upper end of the Fibonacci sequence I use to estimate epics is 20 points, 40, 60 and 100 points. If the team thinks an epic is much bigger than 100 points, I recommend splitting it up so that the largest epics are just 100 points. Some teams use t-shirt sizing as an estimation scale, but I've never really understood why. If you've got 10 product backlog items in a variety of sizes from XXS to XXL... How can you use that information to estimate how many developers you need, how long your project's going to take, or how much it's going to cost? If an XXS t-shirt is a one-point item, XS is two, S is three, and so on, then you may as well just use the numbers. None of the Dynamics teams I've worked with couldn't just estimate using numbers. Some teams estimate in ideal hours or ideal days, I don't like using time or effort to represent estimates either. What if your Power app's configuration story is estimated at one day, but I end up working that item and I've never configured a PowerApp before. It might take me two days. Or Fu Shen, our PowerApps expert, ends up working on it and it only takes him an hour. If I work on a couple of PowerApp backlog items each sprint, I'll get better at it and faster. Time or effort-based estimates don't take into account the experience of the dev team member who will be working on the story, or the overall productivity improvements that most dev teams gain during a project. Another advantage of story point estimates is that they can include estimated effort and anticipated risk. For example, a product backlog item might look like it'll only take a few hours to implement, but there's a risk that we're missing an acceptance criteria, we're dependent on someone outside the Scrum team to complete a task, or we're using a new Dynamics feature for the first time. Another backlog item might take a lot more effort but it's something that we've done consistently several times before. We might estimate three story points for both backlog items. The first one is higher because of its risk, the second one is higher because of its effort. I use the planning poker game to estimate backlog items as a team. The benefit of planning poker that you get lots of diverse perspectives when estimating with dev team members with experience in analysis design configuration custom development integration and testing And because you estimate independently and reveal your estimates at the same time one person's estimate doesn't interfere with everyone else's you can play planning poker using a physical set of planning poker cards the web app at planningpoker.com or an app on your phone in a pinch I can even just use the calculator feature on my phone to type in my estimates and then reveal them to the dev team. If your dev team has wildly divergent initial estimates, let's say Sharina has estimated 3 and Andy has estimated 8, then Sharina should highlight why she figures it's low and Andy should highlight why he thinks it's high. The team can then estimate again, or if there's only a small difference and everyone agrees, then you can settle on an estimate. Let's talk about responsibilities regarding the product backlog. It's the Product Owner's responsibility to describe backlog items sufficiently that the Dev Team can estimate them but only the the Dev Team can estimate backlog items. It's the Product Owner's responsibility to describe backlog items sufficiently that the development Team can estimate them but only the development Team can estimate backlog items. It's the development Team's responsibility to provide estimates for backlog items so that the Product Owner can prioritize them but only the Product Owner can prioritize backlog items. Backlog items don't have to be estimated by the dev team before the product owner prioritises them, but every good product owner will find it easier to prioritise backlog items once they've been estimated. It's always easier to know how much you want something when you know how much it costs. The Scrum Master's role is to facilitate these processes of elaboration, estimation and prioritisation. To guide and coach the product owner in elaborating her backlog items in just enough detail and prioritizing them as a development team estimates them. the Scrum Master doesn't actually estimate anything, elaborate anything, or prioritize any items. Other project stakeholders should be welcome to review the product backlog at any time. That's one way that Scrum provides transparency. In many projects, stakeholders can add items directly to the backlog. In other projects, they can request that new items are added to the backlog by going through the product owner. But only the product owner can prioritize those items. Let's talk about backlog item types. I've already mentioned one type of product backlog item I use, epics. Epics are massive requirements. Other types of product backlog items I use in Dynamics 365 projects are user stories, spikes, chores, and bugs. User stories are a very common method of capturing requirements in agile projects. User stories describe what a user wants or needs from Dynamics from a user's point of view. I split epics into user stories just in time to start implementing them. Working with user stories is worth a whole episode in its own, so we'll come back to those later on. Spikes are questions that we need to answer. We might need to decide between a couple of options, research the feasibility of a design, determine the best answer to a complex technical question. I handle all of these as spikes in my dynamics projects because the answers are like rock-climbing spikes that reduce our risk as we're climbing up the rock and stop us falling too far. Chores are tasks that the dev team needs to complete, such as implementing an improvement in its continuous integration tool chain or upgrading a sandbox instance. We often handle non-functional requirements as chores if we can't write a good user story for them. Finally, bugs are defects reported by users once we're in production. In all my Dynamics 365 projects, my Scrum team has continued to handle most defects, The IT Service Desk might resolve simple issues, but most escalations will come straight to the project team to investigate and resolve. I recommend estimating the effort for user stories, spikes and chores. I don't recommend estimating bugs. Instead, just block off some of the dev team's capacity in each sprint to handle bugs. Obviously, our goal is to release high-quality software with no bugs so that we can spend all of our effort implementing valuable new features, but not all of our teams are as perfect as Leon tribe's. Scrum events and the product backlog. In sprint planning, the Scrum team discusses the highest priority product backlog items and the dev team forecasts which of those items it will complete in the new sprint. Those items move from the product backlog to the sprint backlog. And Dermot and I will go into the sprint backlog in another episode. In the sprint review, at the end of the sprint, the Scrum team reviews the product backlog items with the stakeholders and the product owner makes adjustments based on the completed backlog items in the product increment, stakeholder feedback, and any other changes in business priorities. The Scrum Guide directs Scrum teams to spend up to 10% of each sprint refining the product backlog. Let's discuss how that works in practice in a Dynamics 365 project. If your sprints are two weeks, then 10% of that is one day. So your Scrum team should spend up to one day refining the backlog. I like to split this time up Into two hour sessions throughout the sprint and formalize it into workshops I call story time. As many members of the Scrum team should attend story time as possible. During story time, we focus on high priority backlog items the Scrum team might implement in the next sprint or two. Epics get split into user stories, big user stories get split into smaller ones, stories are clarified, descriptions are improved, acceptance criteria are added, and test cases get outlined. Sometimes wireframes get sketched as well. If all of the team are there, story time is a great time for the dev team to estimate the stories and for the product owner to reprioritize them. Managing your backlog in a system. I've used several different backlog management systems. Early in my scrum career, I used Pivotal Tracker and I still love its schedule forecasting feature. Rally software and version one are popular enterprise ALM suites. ALM is an Application Lifecycle Management tool. But the two most common tools you're likely to use are Jira Software from Atlassian and Microsoft Visual Studio Team Services, VSTS. Jira and VSTS both have great features for managing product backlogs. They have epics, user stories, and customizable product backlog item types. They have sprint backlogs, tags or labels, and collaborative features like commenting, following, mentioning, and notifications. Microsoft partners, because they usually specialize in Microsoft solutions, obviously, tend to work with VSTS. I found that Microsoft customers, because they most always have non-Microsoft projects too, tend to work with Jira or something else. Both ALM tool sets are great, but I recommend taking the time to learn them. Product owners, scrum masters, and developers all need to be competent users. If you're fortunate enough to have a JIRA or VSTS administrator handy or a project coordinator to help you keep your ALM tools in order, then count your blessings and pay them double whatever you're paying them today. So that's it for the product backlog. We've covered epics, estimating backlog items using story points, who estimates, who prioritizes and who can add backlog items. We've talked about the four other types of backlog items that I use, user stories, spikes, chores and bugs. I've discussed how the backlog is used in sprint planning, sprint reviews, and how it's refined during story time. Lastly, we discussed ALM tools such as Visual Studio Team Services and Jira for managing your backlog. And speaking of product backlogs, I've got to go and mow the lawn, fix a jammed window, and repair the garage door. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate you. I'll catch you next time on the next episode of Scrum Dynamics. Don't forget, if you want to ask a question about Scrum and Dynamics 365, You can connect with me at customary.com and use the send voicemail button on the website or on Twitter at customary or by email at scrum365 at customary.com. That's the word customer with a Y on the end or on LinkedIn, just look for Neil Benson. Our mission is to have every Microsoft Dynamics 365 project succeed using Scrum. If you'd like to learn more about Scrum and become a certified professional Scrum Master visit crm.audio scrumdynamics to get discounted access to the Introduction to Scrum from Microsoft Dynamics D65 course. The course features videos, worksheets, quizzes, and a practice assessment for the Professional Scrum Master Certification Exam. It covers the theory of Scrum, its events, roles, and deliverables, as well as lessons learned through Scrum for Dynamics CRM case study projects. CRM Audio podcast listeners can get discounted access by visiting crm.audio scrumdynamics.